Welcome, welcome, welcome to We Could Be Wrong, But Who Cares? This is your host, Christopher Harris. This is Kevin. This is Karen. And Mike. Hey, everyone. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are filming. We are actually live streaming on YouTube. We're not filming. Um, I'm very glad that everyone's here. Uh, we have shrunk down the panel yet again, and we have changed our format because we need to talk about the elephant in the room. The problem with we could be wrongs conservatives are conservatives. And maybe you guys have the same problem at home with your family members, with your closest friends, because everyone on this show, we're all friends here. And there's an issue that I'm finding. I personally am not a far left person. I'm not a liberal. I consider myself to be straight down the middle. A lot of times I do lean right. A lot of times I do lean left, but I do my best to be fair. And I want to open up because there's no more moderator, by the way, either. I want to open up to everyone. Everyone, let's have a talk. Let's talk about what big change we had this last week. The big change that we had was the departure of one of our own. One of our, I felt, a strong conservative, not our strongest, but very strong, who spoke absolutely well, the departure of our good friend, John. Was anyone... Go ahead, I'm sorry. He didn't die. He said the departure. It, it could... <laughs> really? Did, did, did everyone get that feeling of death? <laughs> really? Well, you got <laughs> you got a got an audience out there. You want to make sure, right? Okay. Um, our our dear friend John quit the show, or stepped down. You know, so well, now, now you're making it sound our dearly departed John. <laughs> <laughs> there was this whole scandal that happened on a radio show. They kind of hinted that the mayor of Boston died, and it like turned into this whole thing. His family went and like went to his house and tried to, you know, it was. Uh, I mean, I think it was Menino. Okay. Well, that's crazy. Let's not do it here. But um, yeah, our, you know, our close conservative friend, John quit. And let me tell you, it, it bummed me out. I enjoy talking to this guy. I think everyone here enjoy talking to him, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very much. And what's, I mean, I gotta be honest, not only did it disappoint me, but it let me down. Because when I talk about or talk to my other friends, you know, those that have uh, family members or, or other close friends that are the polar opposite of their political ideology. I'm starting to hear a trend that I get from the right side that I don't hear from the left. And do you guys, you guys want to take a wild guess of what that trend I'm hearing? Like what, what some of the experiences you have when you talk to your far right friends? That you don't hear on the left that's specifically yeah. to the right? Yeah. Uh, can, like, what do you mean? Like, well, then, uh, then probably you, you, you haven't had the pattern. Okay. I mean, because, you know, n none of you guys. Okay. The pattern no. that I hear is that they are so tunnel visioned on one theory. And if you challenge it, they stop talking or they tell you that everything you listen to is fake that you're not informed. No matter how how informed you can be, they express to you, you're not informed. And go ahead. Like, you're going like fake news, like tunnel vision, you're talking about fake news, you're eating up, thing, uh, you know. 
Okay, I'll be clear. Based off, yeah, wrong information. Yeah, they accuse the other person that they're either having a friendly debate with or that they're conversating with that everything you're you're listening to is not real. That it's biased. It's biased. It does that. I kind of do that. Okay. Well, what do you mean? I mean, you just threw some shit out. You got to clarify. Uh, I mean, there. That's not just the right position mm-hmm. that you know the majority of people that are kind of talking in the mainstream narrative are, uh, you know, kind of dealing with faulty premises and faulty information. I mean, that was a an accusation that was coming from the left for years with like Noam Chomsky in nineteen eighty eight, you know, manufacturing consent and all that sort so of thing. So, a lot of your right friends are saying that about Noam Chomsky, or are you saying that? No. Okay, no, no, no. I'm, I'm no. talking about when I, I talk to my friends. Yeah. yeah, you're saying. That okay, so right. let's stay focused on on that aspect because the thing that's that's killing me is that like you know John left and John left for very specific reasons. Uh, he you know I I don't want to make it too public why he left, but he felt that obviously all of us were attacking him in one form or another, and that it was better for him and his religious. Um, you know, stance that he better just walk away than to represent something that he felt his Lord and Savior would not like. And I respect that about him. But a lot of the complaints I heard from people on the show and people outside the show is that this guy would bring up facts that just were out in left field. And whenever we try to challenge him on it, he told us we were not looking in the right places. Yeah, and he I, he, he loved going. Go get your own. Uh, go get the, go to the source material. I I go encourage everyone to go read the five thousand page. You know whatever. And I a lot of our audience would go and write us and tell us the same thing. Look, I hear the same thing. You know, if I tell them, well, CNN said this. Oh, that's your mistake there, CNN. Well, I heard this from CBS. Oh, CBS is some type of communistic. Headquarters, they're all communist. Mainstream media is 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 the label. All of the mainstream media seems to be the same. Um, that's that's the criticism, right? That's what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And and all all of our conservatives, except Sun Tzu, you know, uh, and Renee. Don't oh, yeah, she takes- have that problem. She, she takes Jen Psaki for face value. When Jen Psaki says she's going to take over the world tyrannically, she's like, Jim, she said it. You know, she, must be, she must be telling the truth. I've never heard Jen Psaki say that, by the way. But um, also the complaints that we hear about Renee is that Renee doesn't represent them, that Renee's too, over, too all over the place. But I'll tell you what, that's what we get from our conservative you know, emailers. But I'll tell you what, this guy, people love this guy the same way they love Sun Tzu. So something, I I, d- I didn't know that Renee is so anti-war guy. I I th- I feel like we're going to bond a little. I don't think he is at all. To tell you the truth, uh, that was kind of surprising. Uh, he's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't. He was talking right. about Iraq. He was like, "Oh, they lied us into Iraq and blah 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 and this and that." It's like that seems to be a kind of only the kind of position that you would take from being anti-war. So. It, it, well, from a, you when know, he's back on the show, we, was, we'll we'll ask, we'll like, we'll literally ask yeah, him because I don't yeah. want to, you know. So, you but but but, but but the thing is, like, 
it's it's hard for us to keep our you know our strong conservatives and i don't know why and the ones that do stay are the ones that other conservatives have a problem with does anyone have an idea why why other conservatives have a problem with them yes. or with our particular conservatives and with yes <laughs> yes and yes to both that's great mm -hmm. yeah you hit a, you hit a bone yeah. well i don't um, I'm not quite as uh, adamant about feeling that John had one position and, you know, I mean, in some things, he certainly, John believed um, that the election was stolen. And, there's, you know, he was very clear about that. And he did, you know, we, we did some articles on that and we did some stuff and he followed me along for a while on some stuff and pointed some stuff out and then we left it at that. But um, currently, I guess I'm just disappointed, just so the listeners know, the conversation apparently that upset John was off air. It was, a, it was just a, um, a, a um, text stream that we have going and the conversation just started talking about morality and objective morality and things like that. And I think Kevin was involved. Karen, you were in on it too, weren't you? I was a little bit, yes. Yeah, a little bit, sure. And then I was involved in it. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, it just seemed like John shut down completely on that one and said, you know what, you're impugning my religious beliefs. And I don't, I don't understand that at all. I'm very, very confused by that. That's why I was, I really would like to be able to ask him about that because I'm lost on that one. I think there was a distinction kind of made where he understood it sort of being said that, oh, the Bible does justify slavery where it's like no one was saying that. We were just saying that 19th century Americans use the Bible to justify slavery. And that's just a fact I mean, right. wrote in the papers or all the, you know, the documents and all this sort of a thing. Right. So, you know, they did do that. I mean, whether it's, whether it's actually justified in the Bible or they're distorting it, that's like another discussion, but you know, I think that was the distinction. I think so. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was clear as well. And then right. I even talked about, you know, my beef is with religion, not with the dominion of God, if you want to go even further with that. But another thing I mentioned to Chris about this whole thing when it comes to religion. So here's a man of very strong faith. People who have very strong faith, why would they feel worried about any kind of attack? There's, mm -hmm. there's no attack that's going to penetrate your belief and your core belief system. So I, I don't, that's really came out of left field to me that, you know, Oh, you're saying things and trying to make it seem as if it's this. And, and I feel attacked. Or I it, just can't stand that. Is it possible that he didn't want to be angry? Like, is it, is it possible that he didn't want to show anger and that for him, the, the wisest thing to do is to walk away than to be angry. I don't, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know did, either. Did, I'm actually asking yeah. that question. He did kind of say, he's like, well, I, you know, he's like, I, I feel uncomfortable with like religious talk. And I was, I kind of said, stops so with like, I can get angry or walk away. Those are my two options. So I don't want to get angry. So, so 
we I, have everybody would be fine with him getting angry. I feel like it's you yeah, know, that's, but I think well, it's a I, I I think it's his comfort level of where he wants to be in his life, you know. And the thing yeah. is that um, are is this show a a issue like similar to our listeners when they speak to their family members or close friends? Uh, I think all I think all of us question ourselves: Are we the issue? Because well, we do have a tendency of losing our cons- not our conservative listeners. Our conservative listenership is super high. But the people who participate that are far conservative, they just they just don't do well here. Are are we the issue? Uh, well, I I know sometimes the conservative they they're they're the only one on, and they might feel like that they individually get ganged up on one at a time. Sometimes that might be a way that. But I mean, they I they call themselves like- the silent minority, right? Or majority, well, yeah. the silent majority. The, the I think that's what it was. Silent majority is the phrase from the Nixon campaign. But I mean, I do from the you know taking it to a bigger, you know, talking about the moral high ground. Like that was like one of the big criticisms of you know whatever the Biden administration and kind of Democrats in general trying to, uh, you know, through morals and telling you to do the right thing and put on your mask and all the infringing on your freedom from that standpoint and saying that trying to do it from the moral standpoint is the problem. And then it's like, then we start, I'm just glad that it's back to, you know, right-wing people are like, we're the moral people and you guys are now coming at my morals. And I'm upset about that. I'm just glad that we're back to normal. So I kind of, I have mixed emotions about um, when we were talking about the objective morality. Um, I said what I said in the text. I don't know if it was. That's very gangster. Um, I said what I said. <laughs> no, I mean, I said what I said. That's how I, and um, I'm saying this because I can't. I'm most mad at you. I'm, I'm, go ahead, Karen. I'm sorry. I mean, I can't, I can't, we can't really fault anyone on the show for leaving because if you don't stand for something, you don't stand for anything. Right. So he feels strongly about his religion, his beliefs. And I think sometimes that's where we can't, uh, and this applies to everybody um, nationwide. Right. I think in our politics, in our day-to-day lives, um, I think that's the reason why we can't, sometimes we can't come to an agreement or we can't meet in the middle because we are so um, stubborn with our beliefs and we were brought up thinking one way and um, with that tunnel vision that you're talking about, right? That sometimes we fail to um, explore other ideas and other beliefs. And I think that's where, that's what we're seeing in our group because I've mentioned before in a, a one-on-one um, conversation with Chris, I think we're doing the same exact thing that our politicians are doing the way that, um, you know, this person, um, be it they consider themselves uh, uh, conservative or liberal or um, straight in the middle or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all we're doing is blaming, you know, it's you. You're watching fake news. You're perpetuating fake news, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We're doing the same thing. And we're not really... Um, I think we're not serving the goal or the purpose of the show if we continue to argue amongst ourselves. Like we're supposed to be engaging each other and um, stimulating our, our critical growth. thinking. Yeah. 
yeah, our critical thinking, and then also uh, through that engage and stimulate the public who listen to us to start thinking for themselves and not necessarily uh, follow what is, um, you know, what's trending on the news or what's considered um, acceptable these days. You know what I'm saying? Can I add Uh, on to that, Karen, where mm -hmm. also we're also trying to encourage our listening audience to be brave enough to have these open conversations with their close with their family members and close friends, mm-hmm. you know? And when did it become bad to compromise? Why is that a bad thing now? Uh, shouldn't be. Some but, of yeah. but it is, right? I mean, how many times have you heard from, you know, from far left and far right, if you give up any ground, forget it, you know, you're, you're, we're losing. Or you're, you're weak. Mm. Or you're weak, yeah. Or, you know, uh, you're not winning. Like, we have to win. But, you know, the extremes are the insecure positions. They mm-hmm. think they're the strong I no positions. Longer... But they're actually... Go ahead, I'm sorry. But they, actually... they think they're the actual strength, the strongest position, because they come off the loudest, but they actually are the weakest position. Mike, let me, let me ask you how, like, how much... Do you know more moderate people or more extreme people? Because right now, I feel like I could count more extreme people in my life than I can moderate people. Well, I'm in an older crowd, so I deal with more moderate people than extreme people. Oh, I'll well, challenge that anytime. We, like. we need a really? Person. Yeah. Really? Yes. I'll t- let, let me tell you why. Uh, are, are, are you telling me when you run through your friends in your mind, they all seem more in the middle? Mm. I mean, honestly, uh, take your yeah, time. Yeah, I would. No, I'm serious. I mean, I don't have, a, I don't have a ton of close friends. Oh, don't be but... so modest. No, I'm serious. I don't. Uh, well, I'm pretty private, so so I don't. You know, I mean, but I mean, uh, most of my friends are teacher friends, and most of them run toward the moderate position. I mean, they're more conservative than I am for the most part, but they're not. The most the most radical conservative in my lifetime is my daughter. She is a major Trumper that she's by far uh, radical in that regard. Other than that, I don't know a whole lot others. Okay. Karen, how about you? I would say a mix of both. I mean, I don't really particularly like talking about politics um, with anybody outside of uh, my close circle. Mm -hmm. Like Mike, I don't have, I don't, keep many friends i only have a handful or maybe one um that i trust and then within my family um i think because of the way that we were brought up and we were raised um focusing on do what's right not necessarily um and not hurting anybody in you know in your uh quest for i don't know success i guess or whatever like always think of others that kind of teaching um Mm -hmm. My family and I are, my brothers and I are basically on the same page. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about you, Kev? Um, I mean, so what gave moderates a bad name, uh, you know, is kind of this thing that we were talking about. Before you answer with... that, can you talk about in your life in general? Do you have more moderate friends or more extreme friends? Uh, I don't really have any friends. <laughs> I, uh, 
you know, I mean, most of the guys I work with are like Trump guys and they're kind of extreme, I would guess, relatively. Uh, most of my other life friends are just very moderate Democrats and I'm, I'm the crazy one. Okay. Now go ahead and finish saying what you were saying, man. Um, so you uh, you were go so where moderates kind of got a bad name is from the idea that we were talking about with like the one party, you know, uh, issue where like a third party might be needed because the two parties are kind of, you know, like George Carlin said, like anytime the Republicans and Democrats agree, you're about to get an extra good screwing. So, you know, that's where maybe some of these extreme, more extreme views get some credibility because history has shown that sometimes when the parties agree, it's actually not a good thing. It's a, it's more of a negative thing. And, but also it's like extreme is relative because you have the, uh, you know, a lot of times people say universal healthcare is an extreme socialistic position in, in the, like Overton window of American politics where it's like, you know, it, sometimes you go, well, in order to do anything, you have to risk, you know, upsetting the moderates and the, and, and risk looking extreme. And that's a good example. Healthcare is a good example. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as far as what you're trying to say. How about you, Anderson? Do you have more moderate friends or more friends that are becoming more and more extreme, either left or right? You know what? I think I'm getting the same. So my same friends that are, you know, moderate, stayed moderate. No one's changed. And my friends that are conservative actually are turning kind of like nutcase, nutcase conservative. I like nutcase like too. <laughs> I mean, that's what I call it. <laughs> like, there's no reasoning with them at all. You know, you say, so let me give an example. Trump. I tell people if Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan was a true Republican, if Ronald Reagan was alive running against Trump, Trump would shit on him so bad. Yeah. And, I'd love and, to and, see that. And, yeah. and, and that's so nuts to me. And it's just, yeah, like, he, the, he, uh, the, it's just like the McCain issue. When McCain, when he said he doesn't like guys who get captured, mm -hmm. if it was a Democrat who said that, oh, my God, here comes patriot power, right? But there's no patriot power when it comes to that guy. If if anything was going to sink him, I thought that was going to have way more of an yeah. effect. You know, we, uh, a lot of times Democrats try to criticize him from like his morality. Oh, he's so vague, uh, vulgar and this and that. I'm like, he's bulletproof on that sort of stuff. When he went after McCain, I thought he was going to have more problems than he did. I thought he was done when he said grab him by the pussy, but I guess yeah. I was wrong. Right. <laughs> That was the morality thing. They were like, yeah. they, they, instead of talking about what he said, we're talking about this group trying to put their morality on you. And that's what we were talking about earlier in the show. And then all of a sudden it gets back to like, Oh, I'm, I'm glad it's this way now where I'm getting told my morals are in the bad place. Like, so now let me, let me ask you, Anderson, why do you think we can't keep our, our uh, strong, our far right, I didn't want to say far right. Why yeah, do you believe yeah. we can't keep our conservatives coming on consistently on the show? Um, oof, that's a great question. Um, you know what? It's kind of easy, actually. 
because they're it. full of shit. And then when we call them out on their bullshit, <laughs> I mean, they frazzle. I mean, that's it is what it is. I mean, I've been called on my bullshit, and guess what? You know, it was bullshit. You called me out. You know, you were right. I was wrong. I don't cry about it. That's you how know? you grow. And, yeah. and that's how you. And that's how you get a deal done. You know what I'm saying? Right. I do. God. Well said. I yeah. Mean, well said. It was almost po- you know poetic. You know. Thank show. you. Okay, can we put the music back on again so we can do the show again? Start all over again. <laughs> Welcome to this could be wrong. Who cares? I'm Anderson. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late, guys. <laughs> so That's cool. Um, I, nice I, I, entrance. Yeah, I, 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 I really came oh. in like a big asshole talking about the loss of John to where it sounded like the poor guy died. He didn't die. He quit. You know. And then I started talking about our conservatives, the problem with our conservatives, and I try to open up with some stuff. But for those who have been listening, they've been listening. Now, the thing is that um, I am done trying to cater to a please all sides. The people that are here in the show are here in the show, you know, because what I really I really wanted us to sort of have an open conversation with everyone. But if you don't come on the show, you don't come on the show. I don't want to hear you call us some super left wing show when we're really not. And please listen to John to Sean's Frost's Just the Facts, where he'll actually break down all of We Could Be Wrong's catalog and prove that not everyone's far left. Uh, you listen to that every Monday night. And uh, it, the show's a terrific show. It, ch- it check facts us so we as a group could just have a conversation and not worry about being so right because the show is called We Could Be Wrong. Uh, great segue for that plug. Thanks, Anderson. I will, I will, I will bash, I will bash Biden plenty. We won't have and you, and you have too. Absolutely, you have. Yeah. yeah. To the point where we just think you're like an anarchist because you're I'm just actually, chaos. I'm a secret conservative. <laughs> I actually, I'm a libertarian in sheep's clothing. You're a secret conservative. You're a libertarian. <laughs> what? That's like, what? I don't know what that's like. I don't know. <laughs> Mike, does that make sense to you? He's like nope, a vegetarian, not a that, but eats meat. Yeah, right. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. I thought we were going to talk about gas. I mean, I'm like all, <laughs> all right. I'm let's like talk about the gas industry. Okay, okay, we're here. Creating <laughs> a public option in the energy energy. Uh, Terrific segue, uh, Kevin. Right? So, like, okay, guys, seriously, uh, the funniest <laughs> joke was put out earlier this week on the We Could Be Wrong chat room. Uh, the joke was, I don't like to brag about. You know when I when I buy fancy things, but expensive, expensive things. Well, can you just I, might as well tell it? Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay, no, I'm gonna be like Renee. You just gotta get the right word. You gotta get the right word. No, okay, I, I'll tell it. Yeah, I just put on there real simple. Like, hey man, I'd heard this. It was really funny. Like, hey man, you know I don't like to brag about you know buying expensive things. But I just filled up my car. Wait a minute. You say you heard this? I thought it was your <laughs> organic no, no, joke. That was terrible. God <laughs> damn. Is there anyone <laughs> no, on the no, show who can have good comedy bits? Does I'm not gonna take <laughs> I'm not gonna take credit if it's not mine. Sorry. Oh, please, please, no, please I don't. Because <laughs> you said it wrong. <laughs> It didn't actually happen to me it, where the story works best in the first in the first person. Huh? Don't forget the coffee, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, sticker shop, man. Hundred, <laughs> hundred, 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 what? 
How did you know? <laughs> uh, so how much does everybody pay for a full take of gas here? Yeah, okay, I'll start. Uh uh I'm right now I'm driving a Jeep Renegade and to fill up that bad boy it's sixty seven dollars. Ooh, how much was it before the prices went up? Forty five. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll I'll go next, I guess. <laughs> I got a Honda Civic uh no, excuse me. Inside Honda Inside 2019 hybrid. Mm, nice. And before it used to take me just about twenty five bucks to fill up. Mm-hmm. Now it's forty. So big change. Yeah, almost Maybe. doubled. Yeah, I see it doubled. Yeah. I have a wow. Toyota Forerunner, and the last fill up was ninety two dollars. Holy shit! <laughs> I actually took a picture. Of that's how much I spent on gas or whatever. I think it was five eighty nine a gallon. I got eighteen point three gallons in my Toyota Tacoma, and it was one hundred and eight dollars. What about Karen? Because Karen has a Suburban. No, no, I got rid of my Suburban. So you did, huh? I did. I bought a new car. I have a twenty twenty two Toyota Corolla Cross, and it's about sixty sixty five dollars to fill it up. I haven't really. Um, filled up the tank because when I bought it, they filled it up for me. So, so cool. right. So when it gets to have take, do you fill it up? The hell? My husband does. My husband just um he takes it in to fill it up with gas for me. Did he ever tell you how much it costed to fill it up from half tank? So for okay, I'll. I always leave like a quarter tank or half a tank because I don't like it to go. I get nervous when it goes below half a tank. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when we filled it up three quarters of a tank, we spent about $49. And this was two weeks ago. Um, today, he just went to go fill it up and he spent about 50 bucks. I had some gas already in the car, like a little over a quarter tank. So I love your efficiency, Karen. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Pricing. That $110 was my second time this week. Wow. Yeah, that's, a, that's a problem if you got to drive a lot. Yeah, that's well, right. Well, see, I work from home, so I have the luxury of being allowed to work from home. Um, maybe once or twice a week I go into the office, but for the most part, since I got the car, um, I've been working from home with the exception of dropping off my kids to school. So, Mm, and it's like an eco-friendly or eco-friendly car or whatever. It's not hybrid, but it like, you know, those new cars where it stops the engine um, when you're at a stop sign or stop and go traffic. Yeah, a lot oh, of yeah. cars are like mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. that's so here, here's, the, oh, oh, sorry, yeah. Kevin. Uh, uh, before, before you go, uh, here, I got some stats. Uh, Germany is paying $8.26 per gallon. Uh, Denmark is paying... Nine bucks and nine cents. Uh, the most is ten dollars a gallon, which is in Hong Kong and Norway. Europe has always paid double or triple what we pay for gas. So, like, should we feel less bad about that? Because I I feel less bad. I feel less bad looking at Venezuela, which is ten cents a gallon. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> or, or Saudi Arabia, places like or, that. Wait, you know, and, and it's only ten cents a gallon. But does it? Isn't there money? Like it's it, you need like eight about eight million dollars for one gallon or something because their money is worthless. Is another thing. No. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
Oh, yeah, because okay. uh, uh, Libya is twelve cents, Iran nineteen, Syria a dollar twenty, you know, Algeria a dollar twenty two. Russia's at a dollar forty five, forty one supposedly. Well, I don't know if that's true or not. Well, now the rubles are garbage. Dollars? Yes, I want. I wanted to go to Karen's point where it was like, uh, you know, because you're working from home. It's like what, there was a big push recently to like go fill the downtowns again and everybody go back to work. And I think maybe June 1st is this like, let's stop working from home uh, initiative from some, I'm not really sure where that's potentially coming from, but it's like, yeah, why are we pushing everyone to go back to work in the middle of an oil embargo? Well, that's, that's a great question for us to talk about next week, you know? About working from oh, home, for sure. You know what I mean? For sure. Well, uh, no, I, from yeah. a gas standpoint, oil embargo. Um, Is there oil? There is, right? We're on, we, we've now... But we, we really didn't use that much of Russian oil to begin with, right? About 6%. The gas didn't go up very, very recently, right? Yeah, no, it did, but that's the point of the the greed. I'm not trying to fight with you. I'm literally trying to think this. Um, I think that's just the gas company's greed, for sure. And I think Mike Mm -hmm. said it for the last two weeks straight. Greed, 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 greed. You know, he kept on really yelling in. What can we do to stop that, though? Well, I mean, according to Renee, Renee was all sure that Biden really fucked us over by... By stopping that Keystone Pipeline, but no. you know, this Monday night you're going to hear from Sean in his new show called Just the Facts, the after show for We Could Be Wrong, where where he actually deals with that topic. The, the Keystone Pipeline isn't really greed. That's a supply argument. No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm I'm saying two different things. He's asking, yeah, uh, and Anderson That's an said, environmental issue. Yeah. That was environmentally yeah. well, yeah. but, but but Anderson asked, what what can we do yeah. about it? I said. According to Renee, we should open that up. But go back to your, uh, you know, to the other thing of the greed is why did the prices shoot high so much? It can't be over that 6% from Russia. Yeah, I mean, there was in the State of the Union, they were like, okay, oh, yeah, the first thing you, you make fish, right? Oh, we got, um, whatchamacallit, Joe. Whoa. The- hey, Anderson, we all stopped to hear you about you <laughs> made fish. <laughs> Sorry, <What? Chris. laughs> The, um, the, uh, uh, what was it? The, um, State of the Union, you said. Yeah, the State of the Union, he was talking about, um, you know, releasing 30 million barrels from the reserves and 60 million barrels from the world reserves and yeah. this sort of thing. Isn't that, like, why... The beers was was kind of like I- illegal in America because they were like, you know, artificially limiting the supply so that you hit these peak um, price points way earlier when you're actually not at as low of a supply as the price is dictating from that standpoint. And if that is true. I mean, that would be definitely the the from the greed standpoint. I mean, I will concede it's like you do kind of want a little bit of backup oil. You don't want it does make sense from a rational standpoint to to make, have some reserves, but it didn't seem like it affected anything very very well. It, it, it was a very small amount, relatively speaking, a very small amount. But if we aren't using a lot of Russian oil, then what is causing this very acute spike? Mm-hmm. Probably because they want us to um, move 
towards transitioning into renewable energy and electric cars and and um, not being too dependent on fossil fuels and gas and oil and I mean I don't, that, I don't that, know that's an act I mean I think there is maybe something to that when I mean when you look at California you know the the steady price of gas is just higher than the national average and that is kind of like what a lot of the conspiracy guys are, you know, accusing. They're going like, oh, you know, our economy is kind of based on oil and these people are trying to destroy the economy by making, by, you know, killing the working people's tax uh, you know, paychecks with eating up, you know, with high gas prices and also by making uh, corporations that use a lot of energy, you know, uh, making them pay extra money for that to try to push renewable energies. There's like a lot of corruption in that. I, I'm not, I don't think that that is actually accurate, but you do have to, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, the president doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when the president, who, the, what the president is in terms of, he doesn't control the gas prices. But I mean, when you do look at it in terms of even just state policies, you do kind of see a, a difference in energy that is one stark difference if there isn't a lot of stark differences there is a stark difference in the parties between renewable energy and gas and fracking and oil do you know where he's coming from mike do you know what he's trying to say well kind of um i i think um it doesn't make any sense that the oil companies are doing that you guys because they're the ones <laughs> they're the ones that would be killing themselves drive the price up, get people to drive electric cars, and then there'll be much less oil consumption. So that doesn't make any sense that the oil companies would be doing that. So, but at the same time, while the price is going up, the environmentalists are somewhat happy in the sense that it's like, okay, this is going to push our agenda better for people to say, you know, we need to get away from <laughs> gas, gas guzzling machines and move into renewable energy sources. But let's keep in mind a uh, couple things that I think are going on. Um, we, we went through a, we went through a, a glut of oil for a while. Saudi Arabia and Russia were in a pissing contest about three years ago and they were pushing all kinds of supply on the, on the world market. Whenever there's a lot of oil in the world market, the prices of gasoline goes down. They mm -hmm. stopped, they stopped doing that. Part of the reason they stopped doing that is COVID came along. And when COVID came along, everybody's uh, use of oil dramatically decreased, obviously because people weren't out and about driving as much as they were. So that then shot us from a high supply down to a suddenly a very low supply. Oil companies in America especially have basically, when the price is low, they're not going to continue to drill. They're going to minimize their drilling because they do not want to keep a glut of oil on the market. So I think they've been waiting kind of patiently to slowly ratchet up. Now that the price of oil is up over or 90, whatever, 90 to a hundred dollars a barrel, my guess is you're going to see fracking is going to take, it's going to, cause there were 10 fracking um, organizations throughout the United States. Nine of them shut down. Only one was still going. And they're just sitting there waiting until the price of oil goes up or it's not productive for them to, to frack. So I think that's part of the issue. And then I'm, I still, I'm going to go back to greed. I, I, well, the fact that it, the fact that it came on so quickly 
you know, oh my gosh, we went to war, there's a war and Russian oil and the price went up 50 cents in like four days. I mean, that oil that they're talking about is three months away from anything necessary that we'd be doing with it. There's enough, you know what I mean? Is that, it's just that, that's the part that makes me the angriest. Right. <laughs> it's not an instant, it's not a, 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 a definition of a split second when OPEC says, oh, we're going to raise our price and boom, it goes up 10 cents on the, ga- on, the on our gas tanks. So that's, that's quick, the greed part. Quick side note too, uh, according to our conservative friends on the show that going back to the electric and going green, that going green is bad for the environment. I remember if you guys remember last time yeah. we talked about it and uh, all of a sudden, you know, they're environmentalists now. So, yeah, that argument, it's, it's, I, they're, what they're saying is kind of accurate. It's like in order to make renewable energies actually uh, viable yeah. at some point, it's like, yeah, you're going to have to like use the old stuff to make the other stuff. But it's like it, it, it's it's not really a rational argument. It's like you know, basically they're saying like in order to get there, you're gonna have to use what we're already using right now. So there's no point. And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. But we probably, I wish we could start thinking along the lines of transitioning. You know, because obviously the oil company is going to have to transition into a stage where we're not going to be using as much oil in 20 years from now so rather than not transitioning and then 20 years from now going oh my god there's 60,000 jobs where are they gone you know we need to start thinking about that now is what i would like to see because it's going to happen we have to you know decrease our dependence on oil because it really you know let's start thinking about it mike i mean how fast did it take to transition from horse and buggy to car fast fast yeah. <laughs> Kevin? <laughs> yeah, Kevin said she know the everything from the 1800s. <laughs> uh, I got my chalkboard real quick. Um, okay, yeah, I mean, let me say let me explain something real quick. I, just cuz this, this is very interesting. I saw a picture and it was a picture of Wall Street mm-hmm. and it was like um a busy Wall Street, one of the streets in New York, okay? All horse and buggies, one motorized vehicle. And then like 20 years later, same place, all motorized vehicles, one horse and buggy. It happened really, really fast. It okay. just came on. And and that's uh, there's a name for that. When the, when the technology takes a sudden turn and things from that point on just completely change. And, and that's the same thing like with the computer. Once the computer became part of our mainstream, our life became from that point on, boom, there's a name for that. And I can't, it escapes me what that name is. It's a something point. So, so that was the, just interesting that you brought that up about the horse and buggy. Okay. Let's, uh, let's go from gaslight uh, lamps and streets to electricity street to electricity from when the, okay. But it, it, I'm sure within 10 years too, right? I don't know. I don't know when electricity came really, really big. I don't know that. I don't know that. 1915. Yeah. I'm not sure when it, electricity became a really big deal. You know, uh, cheap, consumable. It has to be consumable. It has to be cheap. And yeah. It, I mean, it was the, it was the battle between Edison, Tesla and Westinghouse. You know, that was the, the, the original was the, you know, ACDC, but then it was like putting lights and replacing 
standard oils candles with lights was the actual consumable version of the ACDC, how it actually translated. Mm -hmm. But the the idea is that it happened. Mm -hmm. The idea is that... It was very, very, very fast. Yeah, I mean, in all the major big city centers, it was very fast. It's like a few years. Okay. Now, are we still in agreement that these big uh, fans, or are they called the the tubular fans? The windmills? The windmills. I mean, are we all in agreement that those kill a lot of birds and we shouldn't build a lot of them? No, that's silly. Yeah, that is my my opinion. That's silly. I thought that was silly too, but (laughs) I don't. I don't think that kills a lot of birds. I mean, Mm. our president. It's like a bird. It's like a bird getting hit by a car. I don't feel real sympathetic. I'm sorry. You can fly. What the hell are you doing down on the road? You know. Yeah, you could also you could also build like a mesh around it where it's like they might get caught in the mesh, but they wouldn't get hit with the with the turbine. Yeah. All birds' lives matter, guys. Come on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> don't be an asshole. Those are the those are the dumb birds. See that if the, if the dumb birds sorry. die before they procreate, then only smart birds procreate and then it gets smarter birds and smarter well, birds. You, you, by the way hold on hold on hold on hold on you know because I just heard the bird version of <laughs> but hold on because we're all joking about dumb birds but this is the same argument that can be turned against us about that keystone pipeline and the deers that get by the pipeline and get sick and stuff you know, only the dumb deers get by that pipeline. So we should, you know. That's not my my environmental issue with a pipeline is it, it all of a sudden it breaks and uh, eighty seven thousand gallons or barrels of oil go into the environment and it can't be cleaned up. That happens That's in our oceans all the time. The it seems like. No, yeah. I think pipelines are way more efficient and actually less likely to spill. Didn't they have? Didn't right. didn't uh, Wisconsin or somebody have a, a pipeline oil spill about a year or so ago? I thought they did. Sean, somebody on your show, yeah. figure hey, that Sean. out for us for next Monday, please, or yeah, this I Monday actually like, tomorrow. Tomorrow, I don't know. yeah. There was like a lot of the a lot with like the Gulf and stuff. It was like the point of you know getting it out, but like the actual pipelines, just the piping. It's it's really hard to burst those pipes. It, it, it ends up. Uh, eliminating a lot of like the spillage that happens like on trains. That was like a lot of the ones trains right. getting derailed. Right. I mean, I guess maybe with, with earthquakes and stuff, you know, you could have, you know, these uh, pipelines maybe, bursting. Yeah. They right, have right. Pipelines in California. Yeah. Cause the big one's going to happen guys. I predict it. All right, guys. So let's, I, I do want to go back to um, talking about our current president, president Biden. Um, is there any blame for this gas hike on him? I mean, seriously, honestly, is there any blame on this gas hike on, on our current president? Because I know I, we're going to probably have conservatives yelling at the uh, radio or YouTube about that. Is the gas prices up? Yes. Is it his fault? I don't think it's his fault. Can he do something about it? I think he, sh- I think he could do something about it. I don't know what. But I think he could, you know, pull some strings or do something, right? I thought he did. Didn't they release like I don't know thirty something million 
barrels. Well, Karen, of but oil. Karen, you don't fill up your gas tank, so you wouldn't know because it's still affecting us. <laughs> I, I think the thing that they're accusing him of doing is stopping the Keystone pipeline, and then the argument is that gas kind of slowly crept up ever since then. And you know, we're talking gas was about going up it? while Trump was still in office. Before the election. Yeah, it had nothing to do yeah. with that. Absolutely well, nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. I think that the thing in, when Trump was in office, it had something to do with, like, China slowing down. And so they had to, like, cut production. Or I, I think that was the the reasoning for the gas going up. Whatever. I'm just saying, um, you know, it, but if you look out throughout even history, even with, like, Carter, and there is, I mean, we have to be accurate about the situation i mean there is definitely and i am i think renewable energies uh, energy is a better alternative that eventually need that things need to go that way i mean you look at like la and the smog you go you know it it turns into this ideological thing and i go well why can't it why can't you just be clean and more efficient and and strive to go that direction because that is the way that everybody should kind of be striving rather than a lot of times the conservatives get all bent out of shape it's like oh they're saying they said the world was going to end in 1995 if you go and look back in the 1970s what does that have to do with like is it biden's fault or not I, i don't remember where the i was saying instead of looking at it whether it's biden's actually no i think the environment is 100% Biden's fault. That's awesome. Yeah. Say, say that last part again. Environment? The, the environment in broadly is just completely and utterly Biden's fault. I feel like he is responsible. For the environment? Because... Yeah. Why? What? I, I I don't know. I was saying the thing I was saying. I don't know what you're talking about. Kevin, uh, Chris, is, would it be okay if uh, Kevin can excuse himself from the show? Because apparently he's not thinking straight. Yeah. <laughs> I am definitely no, confused. Where this began was I know that we're going to have conservatives yelling at Biden saying it's his fault. And I just watched the agreement. Like Andrew Singh goes, "Look, man, I don't think it's his fault, but could he do something? Yeah, I think so." Okay, and listen then we're real quick. Right. <laughs> if he did stop the XL pipeline, yeah. and if when Carter was in office there was a giant oil problem, if there is a pattern of history, if California has way higher gas prices than other conservative states. I'm making the point Kevin. that Biden, Kevin. that would make it Biden's Kevin, fault Kevin. if that was accurate. I'm literally <laughs> right here. You don't have to yell at me. I'm literally I feel like right Kevin's here. Kevin's about okay. to take off his shirt and flex on us. Uh, Kevin, I get what the, the you're Kevin. saying, Kevin. No, tell us, Karen. Oh, Karen, thank you. Tell us, Karen. Okay. Tell us what Kevin's saying. Hold on, Mike. Karen, tell us what I Kevin's saying. The way I'm interpreting what he's saying is Biden has an indirect, um, uh, he's at fault indirectly. For the gas prices, because if it was cost, the the um, higher <laughs> cost of gas prices. And, no, wait, oh, don't God, I'm trying face. to compose myself here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to um, interpret what he was trying to tell us. Because I, because <laughs> it made sense when he was saying it, okay? <laughs> there's, a, there's a five second uh, make sense uh, timeline on that line <laughs> on what he said. Okay. No, I think but, I think I think where where Republicans are criticizing Biden is because he's not drill, drill, drill. Yeah. 
okay? Yeah. And because of the, because of the conception of like getting rid of the the Keystone pipeline mm-hmm. and converting over, he's put us in a position where we we have a shortage of oil. But that that just that just just isn't really the case because because uh, I expected that argument from John, and I looked up stuff, and he Biden approved like an almost a record number of oil and gas leases yeah, well, on so, federal land. So Renee talked about that with me. Renee said that, you know, because Biden released all these vouchers for them to start drilling and start getting things going. Yeah. But Renee's argument was these companies are businesses. And he goes, Chris, listen, he wants them to go and drill for oil somewhere they don't think, you know, they don't know if there's oil. Why are they going to waste their resources? That's I'm just telling you what no, Renee said. No, no. Okay. Look, Biden's in a bind. Uh-huh. Biden's in a bind. He needs oil for this economy because if the inflation stays like it is, yeah, the inflation is going the, to. By the, the way, the Democrats are. I mean, people vote their pocketbook. The Democrats are going to be screwed because yeah. they're they're not going to be able to yeah. uh, cast away blame for high in inflation. Yes. And so Biden, I mean, even though he's supposedly a, uh, an environmentalist, he's got to put that on the back but burner Ren- for now. And go, but hey, Renee man, explained. Bring on the oil. He explained that Biden, Biden messed up in the beginning. He should have always let him do that because now they're going to waste their money on drilling somewhere that they don't know where there's oil. No. Uh, that's just, Chris. It, I'm telling you what, what was told to like, me. Oh, I know. Yeah. Renee's acting like, okay, we were drilling um, uh 14 million barrels of oil a day. Biden comes in and went down to 6 billion barrels. No, that's ridiculous. It didn't do that. That's what everybody's acting like. Oh my God, as soon as Biden came in, everybody stopped drilling oil. No, they didn't. Actually, they're drilling more oil now than they did last year and more gas. It's just they're not accelerating it like... Biden would like them to, or like anybody would like them to, uh, to accelerate it. And Kevin, as far as the California gas prices, we have the highest tax per gallon of any state in the country. New yeah. York is second. So that's right. part of the reason why, I mean, we have like 46 cents a gallon. Is what taxes. does New York and, and California have in common? They have very densely populated yes. democratic state legislatures. So what I'm saying is maybe their policy, they have the high. So when a Democrat comes into office, when you see that pattern of history, maybe that there is something there. I'm not saying there is or not. This isn't something that I really look into. I'm not like, let's get down to the bottom of, you know, why they, when the Democrats go in, it's, I don't even know if it is correlated, but there, I think there's enough smoke to go. If you're going to try to answer the question, is Joe Biden responsible for it you kind of have to look at that that's all i'm saying and and democrats historically have been considered the tax party and conservatives have been considered the also, tax break party i mean just that's a generalization isn't it well there's also the you know the green new deal and al gore and i think there's you know accusations that maybe they're economically involved in it in some sort of way and maybe it's not just environmental i personally feel like the environmental aspect of it should be enough. Um, but I, it is it is kind of a partisan thing. And if you go, it can't just be a coincidence that it seems to be correlative in terms of 
you know, I mean, like, yeah, like California and New York are the two highest gas prices in the country. They are like also. Said, right. Yeah. Yeah. Can that change? What? Can anyone do Can anyone do anything about that? Lowering the well, taxes? Yeah. The, you guys haven't read that article yeah. that um, came out the other Governor day. Governor Newsom um, said he was mm-hmm. going to subtract 50 cents suspend, of the tax yeah they yeah. they were working on um like an emergency Absolutely. suspension of he the gas taxes he said that on tuesday but i i, I didn't want kevin to get all excited but, and yell at me about carter again, i wouldn't so hold my i didn't breath. say anything I, mean, I, I i don't i'm 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 not shitting on the democrats i'm legit i'm trying to objectively look at an answer and go i don't know does biden have it i mean uh, conventional just a little bit is, kevin just a little I, bit you are just a little bit <laughs> Conventional wisdom is presidents don't have any effect over gas prices. Well, that's what I was right. asking you in the right. first place. Why right. you just didn't answer right. that? Why you have to tell me about Carter for? I asked you that. You just answered it right now. I don't like it when you guys fight. I said conventional. <laughs> I know. Can you guys make up? <laughs> I uh, yeah. I, my bark is way worse than my bite. Oh my goodness! Whoa. <laughs> So, so what, what Chris said or Karen that they are working on lowering the taxes. When is that going to happen? When they're going to vote on that, or how does that work? Here, let me call Newsom right now. Hold on. Yeah, no, he and that was in his, that was in his state of the state address. Yes, it was. Now we he got was going smart to, ass. Yeah, he, he was going to consider. Uh, I, uh, dropping, the price, dropping the tax. They might fund a study and see if it will really help economically before they do it. And, uh, you know, by that time, it might be at the end of the election cycle. It won't matter. No, 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 no. Come on, you guys. You're not being fair. Um, <laughs> you being guys, it's him. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, I think he's going to do it. I actually do think he's going to do it. And a couple of reasons I think he's going to well, – a couple of reasons I think he's going to do it. Number one, high gas prices affect the poor more than anybody else. Yes. And we have a surplus. Yeah, and we have a yes, Karen. You're right on, and we we've had a very large surplus for the last couple of years in our in our finances, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're trying to calibrate. Okay, by reducing the gas tax by forty cents, um, you know how much is this going to impact our uh, budget? So I'm sure gas has put up sixty cents in the last three weeks. Like let's drop it forty cents, and now you're just up a solid twenty cents. I like it. Well, but but. The, the 60 cents is the fake part. I'm sorry. It's at the fake part. It shouldn't go up 60 cents. It shouldn't right. have gone up 60 cents. That's the gas and the oil companies fucking us over. Yep. That's my, that's my opinion. There's no reason for it, Kevin. There's none. You know, they're, they're, they're talking about a shortage in potentially six months and they raise the price now a dollar or whatever it's been. Why? It's just justified it no or unjustified fucking still hit your wallet the same. You know, uh, when you're uh, the gas yeah. Well, but unfortunately, we have a free market economy, and, and Biden can't. I mean, he he went to the oil companies and said, "Hey, you guys, would you would you pump more?" And they politely said, "No, thank you." He went to Saudi Arabia apparently, and Saudi Arabia said, "No, thank you." Uh, yeah. He even is talking about going to Venezuela. Yeah, he did. Which, which doesn't seem like a very smart move to me because right. we've declared Venezuela as a pretty much an enemy state, like a, almost like a North Korea. So that doesn't make much sense to me. I don't know why he would be reaching out there. That was the last administration that kind of painted them that way a little. No, I think more Democrats than Republicans. Oh, okay. since you go. Now, would, any, would anybody care if, you know, will Americans care if they go to Venezuela and nope. get cheaper gas? Nope. 
just because it goes cheaper? Nope. Matter of fact, we might influence them to uh, work with us more and probably allow us to help them out a little bit. Well, they have a pretty bad human rights record, so that's the reason why uh, it's a pretty repressive regime there. Yes, so we're going to have to we're going to have to do some serious considering because that's he's opening himself up for major criticism if he chooses Venezuela as a as a partner to send us more oil. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, uh, no, 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 not not what you said. I'm I'm reading the chat room and. Uh, and the YouTube, it says, well, Mike has a camera, and now we just need Anderson and Karen. Uh, cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. that thought what you were saying was cool. I was like, yeah. Uh, never. You never <laughs> see my face. But, I mean, in, in, in all fairness, um, I think that – I think that it's possible we could work with Venezuela. I know that former President Trump was actually talking about that in his last rally about how uh, weak uh, this current administration is for considering going to enemies to real bad people like that. And uh, the truth is, I mean, that's the pot calling the kettle black when he was calling Putin a genius. But... I suspect. I suspect. Um, if as a betting person, I would bet money that the the United States oil companies are going to are going to start producing a lot more pretty quickly, just because the price is so high. If, I mean, they're there. If the price is up over ninety to a hundred dollars a barrel, right. man, they're going to make a ton of money, and I don't think they're going to be oh. able to resist. Aren't they real though, patriots? Technically, huh? Aren't they real patriots? Those, those yeah. oil companies. Yeah. It, it, even though technically they may be helping out the, a Democratic Party, uh, yeah. I think to help out Americans, they're they're going to start pumping here pretty quick. I, I, that's what I think. Mike, the the whole idea is that they're supposed to be so greedy that it never gets up this high because by the time it gets to ninety, they're sitting there ramping the thing up, going, "Oh, let me get ninety before it gets to a hundred, you know. But it went real fast, Kevin. It it yeah. it jumped from like sixty to a hundred and like what, three weeks or something, some ridiculous, really short period of time. So, yeah, volatility for sure. Yeah, so, and then the market, and that's part of it too, the market does respond to worldwide events. Mm -hmm. So the fact that there will be a shortage of oil, you know, from Russia, you know, that's going to create a market effect. And, and that's okay, I can understand that. And I can understand the price of my portfolio going down slightly because of whatever. But I don't understand how it hit the pump so fast. That's the part that really makes me cranky. Well, yeah, no, I, you do okay. understand it, Mike, you, and you've been saying it. It's called greed. Yeah, yeah. That's so what I think it's, it is. yeah. I mean, I I think we all know. I don't think it's a thing type of thing. I think it's a no thing. Uh, for example, you know, um, it's like you know, two people having a camera on and having light so they could be seen, and a third person not having his light on where it seems dark. It's like that. It's crazy. <laughs> I tried turning my light on. It's getting dead. Dead. as the podcast is going on, okay? I tried turning the light on, and it plugged into the one that the switch needs. I wonder what you were talking about. I wasn't looking. I never look at the darn pictures. I knew exactly what this guy. Talking about. I, I mean, you can be seen. I can be seen, and then it gets darker. And I know there was that time it's Kevin and I were going gradually, gradually darker. Like, right? all, all I see is like. White skin and a red sleeve. That's it. I'm like, where I'm is like this the, guy? I'm like the Che Guevara of the podcast world. I'm just the intern. Yeah. 
That's funny. That's funny. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, is there anything anyone else would like to add before we end the show? Uh, oh, yeah, I, I was making a great point that was connected. Hold on, wait a minute. You were making a great point that was connected? <laughs> Props yeah, to Kevin. It just went over your head. That's all that happened. Okay. Hey, you know, possibly. Uh, I'm pretty sure we that... Could, we all could be wrong, right? It won't. I mean, this is why we have Just the Facts. Monday nights, Just the Facts, hosted by Sean Frost, where he talks about what the people talk about on We Could Be Wrong, and he brings out Just the Facts, because facts are... White and black, Wait, not red and blue. Is it all live stream? Have you released any yet? I, I... Um, no, he said tonight or something. Well, tonight would be the week that uh, Renee and uh, would be last week's. Tonight would be last week's. Uh, that show runs for twenty minutes, uh, and then from now on, his show is approximately twenty to thirty minutes. Uh, he will have both a video format and an audio format. And I could set that up through Spotify for his uh, video. Um, his email is just the facts at AOL.com. I will pester him to get it on Gmail, not AOL. And um, it's, it's super exciting. I had a chance to see last week's show today, and it was great. I mean, the man has uh, videos. He has video. He has PowerPoint, and he speaks great. Um, it's, very, it's very exciting. It was just the facts. Was that Joe Friday and Dragnet? Just the facts, just the facts ma'am. Just, just the facts. Yeah. yeah. Was that Dragnet or was that the other one? Uh-huh. That small- yeah, that was Dragnet. No, that was Dragnet, uh, yeah. Joe Friday. I, I have a shout out, mm-hmm. if I may, Chris. Yeah, please. I would like to shout out to the country and the people of Poland. Uh, given that what's going on in Ukraine and how many people are having to flee their country with their literally their possessions on their back, it's everything I'm hearing about Poland and the Polish people is they have been absolutely extraordinary in taking in these people, trying to find food and blankets and care. And a lot of that care is coming from the rest of the world, but Poland is coordinating that and they're getting that out. And they, they had already started doing that even before Russia attacked. And it's just so good for me to see a country that we don't really think too much about like a Poland that is just, absolutely stepping up to the plate and shining and so three cheers to poland and three cheers to the polish people those eastern europeans stick together they were all one country at one point well that's it's still pretty impressive yes i agree um humanity sticks together regardless if they were all the Soviet Union or not, I don't think it was a good idea to reference in that aspect of it. But, yeah. Um, okay, so three cheers to Poland. Cheers, cheers. Hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. Uh, shout out to Kevin and turning on his light. Uh, I'm glad he could be seen. Uh, also shout out to, our, uh, to Quincy who wrote that his – for his uh, Ford 401k went down 50k in two months. Was that mm-hmm. Russia? Mm-hmm. I sold all my stock in the beginning of February. That, that's yeah, world. That's just, yeah, it's just the world. Uh, the stuff that's going on in the world. I mean, one a minute, just... uh, Kevin and Anderson just said two major things. Both of you guys sold all your stock in February. No, yeah. I didn't sell it. No, I kept mine. Oh, okay. Uh, well, well, my stock. I'm talking about like my full my 457 mm-hmm. from work. Mm-hmm. Of course, it yeah. went down, but I, I, you know, of course, I can't take that out due to tax yeah. reasons. But yeah, it did go down. My Acorn account, of course, went down as well. So, 
which I, you know, I put like 400 bucks a month. That's really away. great. Anderson. That's so that's, really that's like for my kids just in case, yeah. uh, they don't get scholarships and I got to pay for college. Well, you better make sure those kids play soccer and get their sports on because you're trying it'll to come have back. vacation. Yeah, it, the market comes back. It'll come back. Yeah, it does. It's going to take yeah, some time. Yeah, just take some time. So I'm not in a rush. So, so was I'm that Russia, rush Mike, cool. or what, what was that about? What was that, Chris? Me? Uh, the, uh, our viewer who said his 50K went down 401K. Oh, Quincy. Was that, that about right. Yeah, Quincy. Was that... 401 K went down fifty k. His his four hundred one k went down fifty k. Right, but, yeah. Okay, if it if it went down fifty k, he's got uh probably three hundred close to three hundred thousand in there, I would say, or or you know pretty much up there because it, okay. it you know if it went down eighteen percent twenty percent you know so multiply that out so so he's doing well for himself but yeah it sucks to to look at the numbers and go oh shit where'd all that money go. Because yeah. the last two years have been pretty strong, so. Well, Shout out to Quincy for always listening to us, though your live show. I know. Thank you, Quincy. I think markets down twenty two percent year to date. I believe twenty two percent is the number I saw recently. So that's that's a big hit, since yep. you know. Yeah, and I mean, and the the end of twenty twenty one wasn't great either. I mean, we're down. Yeah, you're you were down significantly January first from the fifty two week high twenty twenty one. That was in I think like October. And it's Biden's fault too, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> is it? Yeah. yeah. According to Kevin, everything environmental is Biden's fault, or Carter's, and or Clinton's, and Obama's. Whoever, whoever, whatever president has a D on it, it's their fault. Morning, Kevin. Yeah, that's what because I said. Pattern, yeah. I because keep pattern. It, I want to keep it. I want to keep it fair and balanced. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> there we go. Thank you for listening to We Could Be Wrong, but who cares? Uh, that was awesome. We are out. Yeah, and continue to listen to us when you want to hear great um, investing advice. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Cool. Good show, guys. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, uh, it was good. It was yeah, fun. Uh, now I can take my nose. Oh, my God. My nose is itching so bad. Chris, yo, all right. First of all, I want to get, like, the group. <laughs> I don't know. What? What? I want to get the group's vote right. <laughs> oh, now you're breaking up. That's exactly my experience <laughs> with you. <laughs> you're breaking up, bro. We have no Sorry. idea what you're talking I lost about. You. Oh, you're frozen, God. dude. There you yeah. go. Stop, stop, stop. So you, yeah. Okay, you were good a minute ago, a second ago. Yeah, well, yeah I, well, I, I walked out of the range of my Wi-Fi. Now I'm on uh, oh, okay. 5G. Um, what's it called? Uh, was the thing that I was saying related to the topic that we were talking about, or am I incorrect? Okay, so you could have given like a quick one sentence answer, but you were like breaking it down to Carter and the embargo, but that that itself is so complicated I, with, I should, uh, yeah. with with the fall of Iran and everything also involved in that. <laughs> oh. So I'm like, dude, I'm trying not to go so far out. I wasn't trying to go deep into it. All I was trying to say is, yes, I understand that conventional wisdom is that presidents don't have uh, control over gas prices, but the only way that you could lay the blame 
on the party is one, you'd have to like try to make the argument that like through the states, the states, you know, New York and uh, California are the highest. And it seems to be like when Democratic presidents are in office, there seems to be giant oil spikes. That's all. I, I was like, I'm not an expert. Kevin, in this. I don't know I if that is accurate. That's the only right way now. you'd be able to blame it on Biden. Okay, Kevin, sure. what you said was perfect. So I have to lie to you and tell you we're not on air for you to give answers like that. Okay? That was perfect. That's not what you said, though. Okay. Did I do. What did I say? Wait, hold on. What's the difference of what I said and that thing that I just said? A fucking world of difference. <laughs> you yeah, ran around. You beat around the bush. Dude. More than beat around the bush, he fucking <laughs> ran a block around the bush. Well, Dude, you, you were perfect. You're like, look, literally, you just said, better, look, sure. this presidents do not have control the of this, was, and you gave a second point that fit perfectly. I like said that after. Okay, on the show, I said that phrase on the you show. You said that the president started yelling at wisdom. me. And I did. Anderson laughed at you, and then you thought about what you were saying, and then you're like, "Wait a minute, I mean right. this." I think. I think that. what happened is, I think what happened is, it came off as I was making that argument rather than I was saying it's a possible. Like the only way you could make that argument is this is the route you'd have to go. Anderson, can you help me um, break it to this guy, please? Because obviously it's me, Anderson. Please. No, actually, what Kevin just said was perfectly made sense. I agree. Because he went straight to the point. Yeah, he went to the point. But I like how Chris said, he's talking about Carter and then talked about it was connected to the Civil War. (laughs) Horse and Buggy. The Horse and Buggy was great because that gave Mike something to bounce off of. When we went from Horse and Buggy to Cars, that had a giant impact on the price of oil. That's all I'm saying. Well, that would have been great <laughs> if you said that. That works. That absolutely did have a great impact. Uh, I just, I'm just figuring out, I got to fucking lie to you and say we're not on air for you to get to the point. That's it. I, I'll <laughs> figure that out. I'll be like, okay, guys, commercial break. I, and you'll say your awesome point, and then I'll be like, hi, we're on air. I need to, I think it. I need to be more, I need to be more clear when I'm trying to explain what the path to making that argument would be rather than I'm saying like, no, this is an argument that I'm making and I think it's true. Did you see uh, that distinction or? I'm going to give you a secret. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the laugh. I'm, writing, I'm, gonna write the, I'm writing this down, Chris. Go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. I am also. Here's the secret. We're not in your brain. We are literally outside of your brain in your thinking way. Uh, right. <laughs> oh, I need I need to remind myself that. Yes, you do. Because well, first of all, I do not. regurgitate my brain on the text message all the yeah. time. I hope you guys are all doing your homework. <laughs> no, I was going to say that, Chris. Uh, we're not in his brain, but at the same time, I think that's the reason why he... Yeah. Loses us sometimes because he gives too much info just to get from point between point A and point B. Like he sometimes he over explains, but I think he's just laying out the canvas per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm scattered. I'm scattered. I need to make yeah. Okay, how, how about this? <laughs> be, be, be less Van Gogh and more Rembrandt. Okay, 
<laughs> right, right. Less self-destructive and more creative. No, 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 no. not self-destructive. <laughs> 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 you say that? I thought you were saying that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, less yeah, that- Picasso and more yeah. Less abstract and okay. more that makes realism, sense. realistic. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. use Van Gogh in the way of schizophrenia or anything self-destructive. Cut it off your ear and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you're like Dali incarnate, dude. Okay. I don't need melting clocks. I just need to. Clock. That is that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that is my wife's favorite artist. <laughs> so I don't know see why she married. You. <laughs> right. I see. Makes sense. Yeah. Right. I don't. I don't think he went too far adrift uh, uh, too long. Thank you, so, Mike. Yeah, that's right. that's I don't. I don't. Why? Because my ass came in. Exactly. My sanity right now. No, my ass came in. That's why it wasn't for too long. Look, I heard right. him. That I, is fair. That is fair. I would have went, went in with Carter. Coming with the embargo of, of Carter, which then came with the embargo of uh, embargo mm-hmm. of fucking I saw this shit and I'm like, okay, let me get this shit now. Now, well, another thing I want to say is Karen can any day be my mom because the way she fucking tried to save this guy when I asked her, <laughs> Karen tell us like Kevin's dad. <laughs> she really did. And she's like, listen, Chris, I mean, totally, I totally get what Kevin said. Listen, what you tell us? Yes. <laughs> well, listen, what she was saying was, uh, I started laughing and then she goes, <laughs> I'm trying to keep composure. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> the whole time I see Kevin's big ass head go straight to his forehead and <laughs> off the camera. And I'm like, oh my god. The lights went out. Too much fun. Yeah, but then the, yeah, the funny shit out. was when the teeth got darker and darker wait, wait. and yeah. darker. And I'm like, oh my fucking god! So I'm like, okay, how am I gonna, how am I gonna approach this shit? I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the nicest way to fucking approach this. I'm thinking, I was, I was relying on natural light. Okay, it's it's one of the advantages of living It's not fluorescent and it doesn't glow. Okay, it's one of the advantages of living in California. There's plenty of big windows and natural light. Okay, you live in the mountains with clouds. It does, get, it, it does get dark kind of early yes, here. It does. And I'm like, I'm over here. Hey, huh? Today was late. Remember, today's the first day of light. No, there I we go. Yeah, it's, only, it's only getting long. Oh, the days are only I getting longer. So I'm over here looking at Kevin. I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, how am I going to tell him? Like, am I going to say, am, am I going to text him, hey, Kev, turn on your light? No, because he's on his phone. So he's not going to see it. So I'm like, okay. And then there's this one moment where. Uh, Mike makes this like this like you know he says like this epiphany about something and I go yeah 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 something like two guys on video yeah, I couldn't guy understand and a guy <laughs> who has his video on but doesn't have any light going on and then Mike's like what and then Kevin starts cracking up because she's watching the video and then lucky Kevin goes uh-huh yeah I know where he was going <laughs> yeah, I knew made me look up it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, quick on my feet like i'm trying to be as nice as possible i don't know how it was like jesus all right guys terrific show i, I, um, I knew 
I knew it was uh, happening before it happened. I turned the light on. It was like, I saw you. I saw you do this. I actually saw that. I was like, okay. And then it, oh, it, it turned go, on. I gotta, so I, I gotta like, go over to the switch. And I was like, I'm just gonna eat it. Well, no, bro. You could have went to this fucking switch because we couldn't see your ass. It would have been like you were still there. But uh, uh, Anderson, thank you for coming in when you did because at first it was me talking at people instead of talking in a group. And as soon as you came in, we became more talking like a group. So oh, that cool. was good. Yeah, yeah that was good. that's true. Good yeah. Um, do you think John's going to get pissed off with what we said? I mean, I thought we were pretty fair. <laughs> a little. Well, guess what? It's too, late. it's too late for that now. Speak hey. <laughs> a little. No, seriously. What's, no. It gonna, what's he gonna do? Quit again? <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a fuck? He's the one that quit. Okay, guys, yeah, okay. I, I gotta go. Okay, uh, one th- what was the last thing you had to say, Mike? No, no. I was gonna say a, a little bit, but I don't. Uh, yeah, we, we it wasn't personal. You didn't it say wasn't. it personally. It wasn't. Yeah. It's just, but, you know, but he I'm could take it personal. Happen. He could take it personal yeah, as well. He will take it he personal. Pro- he probably yeah, will. Yeah. Right. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> well, I'll Would be you... naming the episode Dear John. Like a Dear John. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. Dearly uh, depart dearly departed John. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I'll name it the problem you know, with our conservatives. No, what you should call it, fuck John and everybody else. That's quitting. And the, and the horse he rode in on. Yeah. yeah. There you go. And the horse. That's pretty good. And the horse. Oh, no. You should name the show Liars. Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one laughed at that, Anderson. Everyone's like, oh, no. How about no, serious? Um, horse and buggy. Horse and buggy. Okay. That's so, like, That's so dumb. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not even fuck John. Uh, 